This is the No Swear Gamer from YouTube and the Atari 1700 Game by Game podcast, and you are listening to the podcasting pride of the Smoky Mountains, the two dudes in a nest, with your hosts, Dude Michael and Dude Justin. Justin. What's up, man? Uh, nothing much. Just ready to talk about some rocking cats tonight. Yeah. Uh, you know, for a podcast, it talks so much about cats. Surprising with it taking us this long to cover this game. I know. I'm, I'm a little bit surprised myself because, uh, yeah, lots of cat talk. I got plenty of cat talk for tonight, too. So, listeners, do not worry. Oh, I've, got, I've got a cat right next to me. It's here for the show. That's what I was expecting. I was hoping the, I'd hoping she'd be around or he. I don't remember what sex your cat is, but uh, you know, we have both a he and a she. But he is outside uh, right yeah, now, where where he should be. Those he's there. They need to be Cat. outside cats. I'm um, getting around. Yeah, I'm um, getting around. Yeah, you remember? Well, he uh, shouldn't be Tom catting. He's fixed. Oh, you know, could well, be getting a whole lot of that. Man, it doesn't stop them sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you remember my... What were you going to say? I was going to say, you remember my Tomcat. Or actually, it was Matthews, I guess. Uh, back in the day. Link. Oh, yeah. You remember him? He, uh, <laughs> he was pretty dumb, uh, but he did some Tomcatting. It's always it's always the, <laughs> the, the big, dumb ones. He's kind, of, he's kind of fat, he's kind of dumb, but he got a lot of tail. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah, yeah, he's. I've got a cat that's fat, dumb. She though. Yeah, they would have got along great then. Right. Link, Link, and her. You know. Now was Link the one though that would open doors? No, that was Zelda. So I had Link and I had Zelda. Okay. Link was the Link was the boy and Zelda was the girl. They were brother and sister. Uh, and Link was mm-hmm. big, fat, and dumb. He drooled like a dog. I don't know why. <laughs> Uh, but he would just lay around all day and wouldn't do anything, just kind of being lazy. And and then he would go out at night and he'd look for the ladies. I don't think, yeah, he was fixed. Zelda was not fixed, obviously, because uh, she. Oh, had, like, I know th- Zelda was not fixed. She was a bit of a hoochie mama. She'd go, <laughs> she had, you know, she'd go out. <laughs> she, I think she got knocked up about three or four times. But, oh yeah, but she was yeah. very very smart. She would open doors and like. Go find like open windows and stuff. Not the, not the heavy doors and windows, but the, the ones that were kind of moderately sized. Uh, yeah, yeah, she, she, she yeah. was super smart. Eventually, it was under her undoing though, because she got hit by a car. But uh, um, yeah, but yeah, we are talking about well, the rock rocking cats tonight. Uh, for the NES, I've got uh, like I said, I got a lot of cat talk. I got a decent amount to say about this game too. I think we'll see when we get into it. I may have lost my touch when it comes to podcasting, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, this is this game. Just to kind of spoiler alert, it basically plays on every uh, quintessential cartoonish like trope. You know, it's got like the cats versus dogs. And it's just very. Very typical Looney Tunes almost like. Yeah. 
I, and uh, we'll save it for later, but that's part of its charm, I think. But let's hold off yeah. on all, let's hold off on all that. Um, I do have a quick uh, question for you before we get started. I know we'll probably go into you know historical tidbits and stuff here in just a second, but just real quick, do you know what a cat's favorite color is? What's that? It's purple. <laughs> uh, gonna be lots of those tonight. Maybe, okay. Maybe yeah. Maybe you could host the next Oscars with those jokes. I don't think anybody's gonna get offended and slap you. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I've been curious. I've been trying to figure out. Uh, I got a few conspiracy theories about it. I got a few thing you know things I think about it. But what are your thoughts on the old Will Smith yeah. uh, slap? I give it. I give it about a. 50, 60% chance, but probably maybe 50, maybe 75% chance it was fake. Uh, set up the Oscar, uh, their viewing has been abysmal. You know, Hollywood's kind of dead. The whole celebrity thing is not, not as cool as it used to be. And I think this was kind of a way to kind of get it back in the headlines, get it back in the news. Um, it just didn't look real. One of the things that didn't, it, it was, it, it, one of, it's one of three things. It wasn't real. Will Smith's either not that strong, not as strong as I thought he would be, or Chris Rock's a lot tougher than I thought it would be because, you know, Will Smith's got like 50 pounds on Chris Rock. easy, right. And if he, if he hauls off, like it looks like he does. Wings is all, all of his might to slap Chris Rock. I feel like it would like make him hit the deck or at least shake him up a little bit. And it didn't seem to do either. He just kind of like, okay, <laughs> right after. Yeah, and, he was, uh, was kind of, he kind of acted shocked, but shocked in a, I can't believe yeah. that just happened, not, oh, my face hurts. Right. Which you would think, you would think and it would be it, the latter. Right. You would think Will Smith's much bigger guy. Trained to be Muhammad Ali in a movie, he's probably got some power. Um, and the fact that he hauls off and smacks him, and Chris Rock doesn't really even act like it does anything to him, it's kind of kind of suspicious to me. Um, yeah, I don't know. Did, you know, it didn't really look um, kind of like WWE uh, to me. You right. know what I mean? It looked like a wrestling slap. Right. Right, uh, you know, and maybe maybe Will Smith didn't actually want to hurt him, right? He just wanted a, a show of force, so to speak. But also, uh, Will Smith's not getting any pushback on this at all, and it just it's it's just all kind of weird. It's just it's all weird because then it's like, you know, and obviously we live in a time and age where comedy is like people get offended and all this and whatever. Um. But like you know, you can talk about jokes being over the line. That's fine. But I mean, this kind of walking up and slapping a guy in the middle of a show, you know, it's kind of like really. Um, and you know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's, I guess it was uh, a bit of a, a bit of a tasteless joke. But uh, you, have you heard the big the big conspiracy theory about it? This is like from no. the uh, this is from, this is from the crazy side of things. This is like people believing in aliens type of deep conspiracy stuff. Uh, so Chris Rock is an agent for Russia. No, <laughs> no, not that crazy. 
uh, but close. It's I can't remember if it's like Pfizer or Moderna or somebody has uh, an alopecia drug that's going, through, going through patent yeah. right now or something. And it's like, uh, how do we bring it's Pfizer? Yeah, I, I heard it's Pfizer. I heard it. <laughs> They, I don't, and I have no idea if that's true or not. Whether Pfizer has an alopecia drug, uh, but that would be absurd. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. It just to me, it's like first of all, uh, you know, the fact that if if that is, if if it was real, and I guess really, if it, if it, even if it wasn't, I mean, not. I wouldn't think that everybody in the stands would be or in the audience would be in on the joke or the, the, the fake, but like, you know, they just kind of like cheer on Will Smith when he wins later. It's kind of like, yeah, but this guy just kind of did a pretty douchey move, you know? <laughs> right. Um, exactly. I don't know. It was uh, just weird. Just, it's like Jim Carrey was talking about it. It's like, this is why everybody hates Hollywood. Like this is, this is just you know, mm. it's just yeah, yeah. yeah. Would, would you uh, would you would you have called the whole fiasco a uh, catastrophe? A cat catastrophe? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. I tell you what. I tell you what was a catastrophe. I tried to watch the Oscars, but uh, my cat he just kept hitting the pause button. <laughs> <laughs> I. I did not watch that. I, I haven't watched an Oscars. I think you know, probably twenty years. I um, didn't even. I didn't even know it was on. To be honest, I don't have any interest in award shows. Even like award shows for things like you think I would would be interested in, like the ESPYS or something. I don't I just don't watch any of it. Yeah, you're just a Maybe you're just a big uh, just a big sourpuss. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it for that's it for a minute. I'll I'll hit I'll hit the pause right. button on my stupid Just a minute. Jokes. Just a minute. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's uh let's do some historical tidbits and trivia. I want to. Now it's time for Justin's historical tidbits and trivia. Time to get out your D-pad notepads because you're about to get schooled by the doctor. The Rock and Cat, published by none other than. Or, or developed and published by none other than Atlas. We've talked about Oof. Atlas before. Unfortunately, is you remember from the quiz game that we played about on a, a previous Atlas game. I don't remember which one it was, but uh, is a subsidiary of, unfortunately, Sega. Mm, uh, so Atlas now, has, has been sold out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, in 2013, they sold to Sega. So. You know, it's unfortunate, but, you know, what are you going to do? It's funny because, you know, didn't, like, Sega go bankrupt? So, like, what, what, how the hell are they buying anybody? Yeah, I don't but, know how. Uh, Do they anyway. have any money? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this, this game, you know, I couldn't figure this out. And I'm really curious as, as to whether or not it's true. But the programmer is Masami... Sato, and the artist is Sawaki Sawako Sato. I wonder if it's brothers, mm, or husband and wife. I don't know. I, I don't know Japanese uh, I, or names when it yeah, comes to or cousins or something. But um, so this game released on Nintendo Entertainment System. 
Wait a minute, we're going to sound like idiots because isn't isn't aren't names backwards in Japan? Like, isn't it first name last and last name first? So they probably just had the first name. It's like two. I, I don't it's know. Like, it's like I two don't bills. Know. It's like two Michaels yeah, and two Justins. Maybe. It might be. Might be. Oh well. Sorry, Jet, to our Japanese speaking I'm gonna fans. Listen. I'm going to look that up real quick. Um, yeah. Um, this game brought on to Nintendo Entertainment System in Japan released on April 5th, 1991. So we're almost coming up on the uh, 31 anniversary of that. And uh, North America, September 91. And, and then almost or actually over a year later in Europe in November 1992. So this was late in the NES cycle. Uh, Really not a whole lot out there. Of course, the hit, you know, tidbits of trivia for this game. Um, I think it was kind of, was one of Atlas's earlier games. And Atlas, uh, the Sato's, whether they're brothers or sisters or just a couple of Bills, um, this was their early, earliest work uh, with, a, with the company Atlas. So, hmm. uh, Anyway, did you have this game growing up, luckily, or did you go on a quest to find it? Uh, well, before we get into that, let me say that I am looking up this Japanese name order thing, and okay. yes, they do uh, traditionally use the last name first, or the family name first. Uh, so the, yeah. So yeah, the given, given name bills. given name second, last name first. So just a couple just a couple bills, couple couple Johns. Yeah. Nice. All right. Although that you should that well, means you, you gotta be on the lookout for actual family members by looking at the first names. I mean, we could have run across untold amounts of I, like father son combos or something at, at this point. I know. Uh, oh well. Well, all right. So yeah. So let's, back uh, to your uh, journey. Yeah. Now it's time for the thrill of 8-bit discovery with Michael's quest to find the cart. All right. So, yeah, I was, um, this is going to be, this may be a bit of a long story, but I was driving down the road the other day and uh, I looked over to the side. And um, also this story is not for the faint of heart. I looked over to the side of the road, and there laid a black cat on the side of the road. And I was like, oh, that's a weird place for a cat to sleep, because he didn't look like he had been hit by a car or anything. He was just kind of laying there. I was like, well, I'll uh, see you know, see you later, black cat. And it was on my usual route, so I, I passed it several times. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was always laying there sleeping. Yeah. I'm like, dang, that is one sleepy cat. And I just assumed that maybe he's just going to sleep all day in the grass, where it's nice and in the nice cool grass on a warm sunny day, you know. And um Yeah. Wait, am I telling a story about a cat or getting this game? Oh, I'm I sorry. I was, just, I, I was just telling you that, I'm sorry, I was just gonna tell you this story about this black cat that I saw and it was actually dead. Okay. So, yeah. But it was weird because I think <laughs> I think I think it had uh, I think it decided to uh you know crawl up in the grass and die. It just it just it was. It had enough, and uh, it didn't. It didn't look mangled. It just looked like it peacefully passed away. Um. Wow. Yeah. Oh, this uh, this podcast is taking a dark turn. 
dark turn. Well, I tell you what, bring it back, bring it back. And it it did leave a will, and in its will, it left me a copy of Rockin' Cats. So that's how I got this game. Yeah, yeah, that's a really, an honorary that, copy for being a cat. Yeah, yeah, that's a really weird story. I kind of regret saying that one now. Oh well. Well, you know what they say, everybody, everybody wants to be a cat. They do? Yeah, everybody wants to be a cat. Okay. I, don't, I mean, I didn't think I did, but maybe I do. Yeah, you just, you, just, you just haven't figured it out yet. Yeah. Hey, you know, I was wondering. You know what that's from, right? I don't. You seem confused. They're Aristocats. Yeah, oh, I never really watched that movie is that a movie yeah it's a song and maybe it's like everybody 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 wants to be a cat hmm. so yeah wow anyway right, so that's a, this is like a series of bad jokes um so i'm going to bring us back uh what um what does the cat what does a cat say after making a bad joke Just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right. I did miss one really good opportunity to um, to throw in a good joke earlier. So we're going to go back to the historical tidbits and trivia or the hiss story uh-huh. for the game. There you go. Oh, gosh. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, th- my goal tonight is to uh, get the people to turn off the podcast because of the series of cat jokes that I'm telling. Not because, not because we're just a usually bad podcast, um, but be- simply because of the terrible cat jokes. Um, you know, you know who uh, who made it to the Frozen Four in hockey, college hockey. Mm-mm. Minnesota State. Oh. I wonder if Craig uh, T. Nelson's going to go to the Frozen Four then. Probably. Was was he a hockey coach or a football coach? He was a football coach, but you know, Minnesota State. Yeah. Probably a big fan. Probably, yeah. Unfortunately, I, they're not the Screaming Eagles. They're the Mavericks. I miss Craig T. Nelson. I would... I'm going to... I think I'm going to try to get a... They actually make T-shirts, uh, Minnesota State Screaming Eagles. Oh, yeah, I'd get one of those. Here's an actual vintage coach shirt. Oh. The coach logo is pretty simple, but I, I kind of liked it. Um, pretty sweet. You know, I really do think Craig T. Nelson, I, you know, I've never met him in real life, um, but I would say he has um, a really good personality oh my gosh all right where's my boo button do i have a boo button now you're gonna gonna turn yourself off yeah i want to have to turn i want to flip the switch on myself this is getting bad all right let's uh let's take a break we'll do our sponsorship placement if we have one and then we'll come back we'll do we'll do some game talk I'm Tom Arnold, and I'm impressed that you're listening to Two Dudes at a Desk. Time to dig in to some good old-fashioned game discussion.
All right, let's give uh, let's give the people what they're what they're what they're here for. Uh, Twenty minutes in, let's let's talk about this game. Even uh, no more coach talk. No more coach talk. I mean, I like coach talk. But here's a trivia. Here's 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 one trivia uh, question for you uh, that has to do with coach, and that is what cartoon did the, the guy that played Dauber play a voice on? He was Patrick on SpongeBob. That's right. Yeah, I knew that. You know your coach trivia. I know my Dauber trivia. <laughs> Just a big Dauber fan. Just a big Dauber fan, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I like, like to it. start. He was kind of the buffoon. He was a buffoon, and he kind of works as a buffoon in um, SpongeBob, too, right? It's just kind of That's his character. True. All right. I wonder how, maybe he's a buffoon in real life. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I like uh he plays like it because that's all he can do. Yeah, that's right. Like the word I like the word buffoon too. It's it's one of those words that just the sound of it describes exactly what it means, you know? You can use context right. clues to figure like, that one out. Like moron. I feel mm-hmm. like moron just sounds like something you just did, you know. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Uh anyway, sorry. Yeah, this game. Yeah, let's do let's go to the manual. Uh, let's kick it off. All right. Congratulations on your purchase of Rockin' Cats for the Nintendo Entertainment System. We strongly recommend that you read through this instruction booklet before starting the game so you can have the most fun possible while playing. Certainly, I think I will. Good idea. (laughs) The most Uh, fun. Yeah. You'll have some fun if you don't read it. The most... It's going to require you to read it. If you, and I, I will say, I wish I had read this before playing the game. And I'll tell you why here in a yeah. little bit. Um, it's a good manual. Very colorful. Uh, yeah. Some really Very good cool cartoon looking. cartoon drawings of the, of the cat and stuff. All right. Willie, the rocking cat, our hero, and his girl Jill are the cutest couple to jazz around New York in years. Unfortunately... While Willie was doing a solo, the local crime boss, Muggsy, caught a peep at Jill and knew he had to have her. In his underhanded way, (laughs) he sent his loyal pack of thugs to kidnap poor Jill. It was cat burglary. All right. By the time Willie finds out, his girl has been hidden away deep in the city. The fur starts to fly when he takes on the crime world to save her. Willie must find his way through the hot streets, a not-so-funny amusement park, and the Wild West, among other dangerous adventures, with only his punch gun at his side. You'd better go along to help out. Justin, you better go along to help him. Yeah. I'm, I'm in. Go on. All right. Good. So um, I'll stop there for now. But uh, did, you, did you play this game as a kid, Any? Did you know this game existed? Never knew this game even existed until we started talking about it, playing it for the, for the podcast. It was not something that ever, never caught my, uh, didn't get on my radar, which is surprising because this looks like a game I would be into. Yeah, same here. I never, I never saw it. I don't think any of our rental stores had it, uh, and it just never popped mm-hmm. up on my radar over the years. Uh, I think it's kind of a, well, maybe we'll discuss it whenever we get to the 
how much does it go for section? I think it's kind of a rare, right. un- unknown game, it seems like. Yeah, I think, you know, late in the cycle, you know, kind of later in the, the, the NES cycle, um, by this time, Super Nintendo, you know, kind of coming about. And, you know, so these games kind of get sometimes lost in the shuffle and some real, real good games get, uh, get put in there. I think what I like about this game, and we'll get more into the to it about the graphic uh, later, but like the way this game is, I like games that are really all in on the cartoon because I think the graphics are better because they could just invest in just it's just a cartoon. They don't have to make it look like reality, right? Right. And so I think that's what makes the graphics really good in this game is like it's, it's just a cartoon. It's like a it's it's really almost a Looney Tunes feel to it, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I think um, I think that goes for gameplay and stuff too. The games that are more grounded in reality, of course, there's some there's some good ones. Obviously, you know, there's plenty of good ones. But the the more grounded in reality it is, the harder I feel like it is to pull off on the NES. Not just from a yeah. graphic standpoint, but also just you know, and maybe this is looking back with twenty twenty two goggles on, but you know, the more realistic the kind of the dumber it seems on on a, a like an 8-bit system right frequently i like I, said, yeah. I know i know there's definitely some some really good games out there that go for the realism but it seems like the games more like this are the ones that kind of have a charm about them even even with the old graphics and stuff right this guy this is that you play as the main character willie willie the cat Slick Willie, Big Willie style, bringing it back to Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, it, it, his, his best gal uh, gets kidnapped by Muggsy. Muggsy's a very, you know, it's a very, uh, very mob-like name, very bad guy name from like the, you know, 80s and 90s. Um, and, uh, oh yeah, all the bad guys in this game are back out cats or dogs of course yeah it's cats versus dogs so yeah um so, so the hello go ahead no you go ahead no i was just gonna say i love that like just dogs versus cats fighting like cats and dogs yeah i agree i was just gonna describe the game because uh, we haven't described the game yet for anybody who's yeah. not aware uh it is a essentially it's a side scroller um, so you're, you play as the cat, it's side scrolling, jumping and punching, but it's a punch gun. So it's got, it's a gun that's like on a spring. It's got a hinge on it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you can punch it in any direction, essentially. Um, the gimmick, so to speak of this game is it's basically the same gimmick as in bionic commando in that you're. Your punch gun can also grab things, and so you can grab onto ledges, mm-hmm. grab on, grab onto light poles. You can grab onto just a bunch of stuff and like swing, and you spin in a circle. And you can also, when you launch out of that, it's also an attack. So it's it's kind of a, I don't know, it's it's a fun mechanic, uh, just in to think about. Um, but something I didn't realize at first, and I wish I would have realized 
and not wasted, you know, an hour playing the game first, uh, is that there's a couple of like trick moves you can do. Um, mm-hmm. one being a punch jump in which when you jump, you can punch the ground and it will send you up in the air. Uh, that one actually comes in pretty handy. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't know how to do that at first. And you can also catch things. So you can catch things that are falling with your with your gripper hand thing and throw them. And so it's, that's another thing that I really wish I would have figured out. And it tells you in the manual. So again, they're right. You should read the manual before you play this game. Yeah. You know, don't you think there was a lot of like that in cartoons back in the day? They all fist on like a spring or Whatever, whatever you call that. Yeah, I think I had one actually. I had a, okay. one of those things as a kid. So I had one, and I remember very vividly. A friend of mine from, I guess, it would have been elementary school, came over one day. It is somebody we both know that goes by the name Perry. Uh, um, yes. and I had one, and I remember. The fist on it was actually like hard plastic. Like it wasn't something that was soft. <laughs> Perry <laughs> kept uh, walking into the living room and popping my dad in the back of the head with it. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad was not happy about it at all. But yeah, I just remember that. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, mm-hmm. it's one of those stories. It's even funnier if you know the person, right? Unfortunately, the listener doesn't. Right. But, uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's still funny to right. think about. It. It's just sneaking into the living room and like <laughs> punching your dad in the back of the head with the little <laughs> with the little glove gun or whatever. Yeah. Um, something else. So something else is pretty neat about this game. It's something I've always I always love about games especially these older games that can be more difficult is you can pick whichever level you want to go to so it's one of those you don't have to Mm -hmm. to experience every level you don't have to be good enough to beat every level necessarily um i will say the difficulty in this game is not too high actually it's it's fairly reasonable until you get to the end Mm -hmm. then it gets pretty frustrating but uh, throughout most of the game it's not that difficult but a neat aspect of the game is that the difficulty is always it, it's always progressively more difficult. Does that make sense? So you right. no matter yeah. no matter what channel you start on, as you beat the channels, they all they'll become harder. So you can play them in any order. Right. But I guess they just had it set so that depending on how many levels you had beat before you entered the next one, they're progressively always getting yeah. more difficult. So I think that's really cool. Right. Which which means if you're really good at a level, um, and not so good at another one, this was my strategy, anyways. If it was a level that was difficult for me, I usually did it first because it's easier right. at the beginning. And then if it's a level that I I'm I'm used to, then uh, I would save it for last. So it's more difficult when I'm used to playing it. That was kind of my strategy. Which one was your go to first then? Uh, my first one. Let's see. Let me look at the channels again. Uh, the sky, the the sky level, easy. Yeah. Okay. Just that that was the Go one I found. The sky the, first. Yeah, I found that one to be the most difficult. Uh, so I usually went with the sky first. 
How about you? I I just kind of went top to bottom. Uh, I was kind of started off subway. I know, I know. Got to go in sequence. So I would start with the subway thing, uh, which I you know uh, they the uh, they all kind of have this different. They all kind of have like a a moving component, a moving side scrolling component, and then like a platforming section. And they all kind of have the same element in them, right? Just different variety of of bad guys mixed in there. Right. Although I will say that that doesn't really give the game enough credit because the way you described it sounds like they kind of do the same thing each level. Well, that's true. But yeah. there's a no. there's a there's a wide there's a huge variety of maybe not gameplay as mechanics because yeah you're right they do kind of follow up a, a similar pattern, but there's a the level variety is there's quite a bit of level variety, like in what you yeah. do in the levels. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. I, I, I think it's just the the basic layout is what I was kind of yeah, yeah right. Uh, but mm-hmm. I yeah I typically went with the I did the skies first and then I went um, I don't know I kind of mixed it up I usually went with the western or the playland next but I found the downtown street level to yeah. be easy, easiest so I usually did that one last. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so the now, levels the, hold on the levels since we're talking about them. Or channels, I'm sorry. Channel one, downtown street, Willie faces a raving pack of thugs on the streets of the Big Apple, but it's his town, and he'll dig out Muggsy. Yeah. And then channel two is Sky Ace. Willie's no stranger to dog fights. He's more than ready to take on enemies at 40,000 feet, in or out of the airplane. Wow. Uh, channel three is Playland. This park is no picnic. Traps have been set out in a hundred different places for one cat. Uh, and then Channel 4 is Western Adventure. This is the one that's kind of weird to me. I don't know where, why there's a Western uh, yeah. level in, in amongst New York, but yeah. Well, uh, cha- I think they're all like dead, dead. Oh, I was just going to say Channel 4 is the fastest punch gun in the West. He'll wipe out all the vari- the Varmints and desperados in town. All right, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think, aren't they all kind of based loosely on, like, you know, scenes from shows or movies? Yeah, they are. Yeah. It's kind of I the mean, way I take it, why the Western was, was involved. Yeah, it's a, I mean, so. they're, they're, it's like a TV show, right? It's, I mean, it is. It's like a cartoon. So there's different episodes or something, sort of. Yeah. 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 And then uh, Channel 5. Uh, is back to, on his native turf at last. Willie can't be beat down. But wait, what's that? Oh, no, it's... What is it? I don't know. All right. Uh, but yeah, so Channel 5, I believe it's Channel 5, does not unlock until after you beat the other four. And then Channel 5 right. is, is, not, is not the end of the game, but it's close, too. Also... Uh, I have to say this about Sky Ace, the Sky Ace level. 
when Willie is riding a plane. Isn't that like the similar scene of Sonic riding on the plane with Tails? Very similar, yeah. It's the exact same thing. Right. Which one uh, was, was first? Um, I don't know. Sonic 2. When did Sonic 2 come out? They're close. Yeah, it's got to be real, real close. Of course, when I type in Sonic 2, it's the new movie. Oh, yeah. Are you gonna are you gonna watch it, by the way? Uh so it is oh Sonic 2 didn't come out until November 1992, so after this game. So mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Anyway, that's just the first thing that I played this cool. Yeah. Uh, well. Um so I don't know. Should we spoil? Should we spoil it? Um, this because there's there is another neat aspect to this game. Um, so I I said I said that I I don't know if I said it or not, but I did beat it. Although I didn't exactly mm-hmm. beat it because so I rescued Jill, and uh, mm-hmm. what makes what's kind of unique about this game is. So I rescue you rescue Jill and the game is essentially over, right? After after Channel Five, you you defeat the giant monkey and rescue Jill, right. right? And so the game you you win, right? Except after the mm. like the credits or whatever, there is a the Mugsy comes up and he says, Wait, don't go. I've got one more thing. You want to try this challenge or whatever. And then there's like a final level that for me was extremely difficult and frustrating. And so I just kind of gave up and said, nah, I beat it because I I'd, I'd beat, uh, I'd gotten Jill back. So I considered myself to have beat it, but man, it's weird. Cause like, so channels one through four, the first four that you do are relatively on the easy side. If you ask me for an NES game. And then mm-hmm. the, the fifth channel, the last level is, it's kind of hard, but it's not. It's not super hard. It's just it's harder. Uh, but then all of a sudden, right. this, this last level that comes in after you beat the game is it's like impossible, or at least it was for me. I, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was right. kind of neat. It's it's almost like there's a challenge level for you to try after you beat the game. Um, and there is a password system, so you can go directly to it. Um. But I will the password system. I do have a little bit of a gripe here. Uh, the password okay. system. If you don't enter the correct password, I couldn't figure out how to get out of it. And maybe maybe you know more than I do. But if I if I had what had happened was I wrote the password down wrong, and I came mm-hmm. back to play the game, and I tried to use the password, and it didn't work because I wrote it down wrong, and. So it wouldn't. I couldn't get. I couldn't get the game to start. I just had to reset it. So I yeah. don't know. I guess that's just a. Yeah. It's not, that, it's not the end. Password of the world. or bust, man. Yeah, right. it's not the end of the world, but uh, whatever. But uh, did you get yeah. to experience the challenge level? Did you beat it and get to try it out? No, I didn't get that far. Yeah. I don't know. I just. I just really enjoyed this game, and sometimes when I enjoy them, I, I keep playing them till I beat them. It's rare. I know normally we talk about this show yeah. and we, we say, <laughs> we're like, did you beat it? No. Did you beat it? No. Did you make it to 
the past the first level? Nah. <laughs> it's, nah. It's, it's usually <laughs> us, you know. We 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 don't have the time, and uh, it's just that's just usually what we do. But uh, yeah, but it's I usually did. into hard games, you know. You're trying to play and beat, you know. Yeah, but no, it doesn't get for me. It didn't get seriously Nintendo hard until the end, and then it really does. And there's just some interesting uh, platforming mechanics and stuff that you have to manage. Um, I never yeah. made it. I didn't. I didn't make it to the boss, so I don't even know. I don't know how much more difficult it gets, but I'm sure it does. I mean, I guess I technically I didn't beat well, it. Good. Yeah, and because I never beat Muggsy. Well, Muggsy's not the final boss of level five. It's some giant monkey guy. Right. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a good transition to talk about the uh, the bosses in this game. Uh, you first, uh, I guess, you get you know in the, the down the subway downtown area. It's like um, you got uh, the plan. The Basically, band, you're trying you say, to kill this. Yeah, the bull band. Yeah, I like um. So just before we before yeah. we go through each one of the the enemy, the bosses, I like the transition to the bosses. There's always like a little cutscene mm-hmm. where they where they they trash talk each other before you have to actually do fight the boss. Trash talk each other, but, but yeah, it's kind of quintessential, you know. You're never gonna take your girl back. Whatever. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, so, but no, sorry. Go back to talking about the fights. The so the band, yeah, I thought the band was cool. It was basically a game of whack a mole with uh, the lead singer, all the drummer, right. and uh, I can't remember the other guy, but the drummer and, and the, the saxophone player, maybe I don't remember. But they drop things on mm-hmm. you. Uh, I thought it was a cool fight. I, I enjoyed so it. You, yeah, you don't only have to beat the guy down on your level, but the two. Above you, yeah. And then uh, what's next? The airplane, I guess. Is um, I don't even yeah. know what the guy, the guy that in the airplane is. Is he's a bunch of, he's like a, uh, he's like a cross of fists, yeah, and some Four little arms. dude. Yeah, yeah. He's been, I don't know what he is. It's hard to describe. He spins and he throws his fists at you. So I don't. Know. Yeah, I didn't. He was okay. He's kind of kind of boring, but uh, and then what have we got? What's after that? The playland. Uh, playland, yeah, yeah. Try, I can't try to remember the boss in that one. Was it the clown? Yeah, it was a clown. Yeah, um, the clown who is a dog, a clown dog riding inside of a clown dog's head, and he shoots stuff at you, and then every now and oh, then, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He shoots stuff at you, and then every now and then he'll jump out of the head and roll around on the ground. Um, he's a very, he's a very Mega Man like boss. For, to me, he seemed very yeah. Mega Man like, and they're they're all pretty fun. They have their they have their patterns and stuff. Um, but I like the boss fights. Yeah. Uh, well, see, and then, we got uh, uh, the Wild West. Oh, I hated yeah. the boss in the Wild West. The uh, what was he? He's like an eagle or something. He's a bird. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I did, did not and, like that that one because there's it was okay except for the fact that there were spikes on either side of the screen and that 
So it kind of limits your how far you can go on either right. side. Um, so yeah, not a fan of that one. And then you get to the last level, and like you said, it's not Bugsy. It's a big monkey. A big monkey that does Muggsy's bidding, I guess. Yeah. You do also have to do a boss gauntlet. You have to fight all the other bosses again. Before yeah. you get to the before you get to the giant monkey. Which is also, you know, kind of fun. Kind of yeah. a fun I element. Mean, always I liked all the other bosses, so it works. Um, yeah. But again, that kind of adds to it's like it's like the last level or channel five. It's just the difficulty curve in this game is weird, and I, I I know I mentioned it earlier when we were talking about the manual, how they've got um, like the progressive difficulty, which mm-hmm. I didn't know I, I didn't really notice it too much, but it did, you do notice it playing through the levels, and I think that's kind of neat. But then all of a sudden, five is a lot harder than all the other four levels, and mm-hmm. and then you have that last level. So I don't know. Again, it's nice. Yeah. There's a, there's a password system which makes things nice. Also, anytime you die and you go back to the channel, you go back to where you were. You don't go back to the beginning. Right. I, I didn't test it, but it felt like you would go back to um where you were even if you went to another channel first and then came back. Does that make sense? It's like if you started in the yeah. in the airplane channel and then went to made it halfway through or whatever and then you went to the wild west made it halfway through and you went back to the airplane channel i think it puts you back in like the halfway point um at least that's what it felt like hmm. which is kind of which is kind of tried that out yeah it's kind of cool oh yeah that's really nice something yeah. we something we haven't talked about yet are the power ups the items Oh yeah, I, I didn't realize. So when I was looking, when you're looking through the channel list, there is a one, two, three, four, five, and a, I think it's an S. Well, I didn't go to the mm-hmm. S because I thought maybe the S was save or I didn't know what the S was so whenever when I was playing it because I didn't read the manual like an idiot. Uh, well, the S is a <laughs> shop where you can spend your money on some super useful mm-hmm. items. Uh, which was stupid. Like a bomb. Yeah, well, there's a bomb. There's also a projectile that shoots balls out of your fist. Um, yeah. That one is really useful. And then there's the jet sneakers. Absolutely named twin balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. twin balls. Uh, and then the jet sneakers, which lets you kind of float. They're all very useful items. Uh and I just didn't I didn't think to go shopping in this game. But yeah, definitely recommend doing that because and getting the twin balls for sure and the jet sneakers, because there's some pretty tricky platforming aspects in this game. So those jet sneakers really come in handy. Yeah. There's also a lot of like the same like do this kind of uh like you know in, in the downtown guess the subway you're like riding on a skateboard i don't know like you're kind of on a railroad skateboard so it's kind of this thing but to the to the side scrolling aspect and then you get to the uh uh 
the one where you're on biplane, get uh, flown around. There's always kind of this moving element, which is always an interesting uh, way to play size growing game. Yeah. I, I, I imagine it was probably a technical, a pretty technical thing to do on the NES too. Because you have like the oh, background, back, yeah. the background's moving at a different rate than the foreground and stuff. So mm-hmm. That's pretty neat. That's pretty neat. Right. Um, and then lastly, one more gameplay element. This game's got a lot of gameplay elements to it. But one more gameplay. There's bonus. Mm-hmm. There's the bonus channel where you can play roulette, or you can play basketball. Oh yeah. Or you can do a pipe toss, where you catch. You catch these falling balls and try to throw them into a pipe. Basketball is pretty self-explanatory. You catch the basketball and try to shoot it in these moving hoops. And, of course, roulette is roulette. I didn't really play roulette all that much. Not a real big gambler. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I thought that was neat. Then yeah. you, can, you, can, you can earn extra lives or, or money. So that's pretty cool. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But we touched on the 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 back the background. There's some moving elements and stuff, and we talked about how cartoony it is. But what are you, what's your overall feel on the graphics of this game? My overall feel is actually really good. Uh, you know, I kind of related to this earlier in the show, but I think when you have this just strictly cartoon, it makes the game almost look better because you know you're not trying to make an element of reality to it. You know, I think, you know, looking back at kind of all the games library is consistent, and I think this one is a perfect example. Uh, I actually think the backgrounds, everything really added to this game. The character sprites were fantastic. Seems to be a lot of different use of colors as well. So, I mean, this, uh, this game, one of its I think best components was its graphics. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know if you experienced it. I did experience like some flicker and stutter and stuff, but that may yeah. that may very well be attributed to the way I played it, being demo mode. I don't know, but uh, right, yeah. But I usually demo. You never know. Pretty, yeah, you never know. Usually, it's pretty close to the to the original and. Yeah. In terms of that, though, so it's probably probably in the original game too. Um, but I, I, you know, I typically gonna... hate to mention that because I'm afraid it doesn't actually exist in the real game. Yeah, you know, I know. when yeah, I play I these demos, I'm I'm going to get yeah. uh, chastised by some purist out there. Right, exactly. Uh, but I suspect <laughs> that you can kind of sometimes you can kind of tell the difference between whether or not it's a, a problem with the uh, demo or if it's a if it's like an actual from the game, so I, I get a feeling that it's actually in the original game, but it's not so much to it's not so distracting as it is, as it is sometimes in other games. So I didn't mind it too much. Right. Um, the sprites are big, they're colorful. The levels are there's a lot of variety to them. Uh, there's a lot of color. Mm-hmm. There's lots of color in the levels. The you can really tell the, what people are. If that makes sense, like the what the enemies are, I, I the graphics are great in this game. I mean, they're, they're not, yeah, you know, they're not the top ten graphics in the NES, but they're 
definitely in the top 50% for sure. They're, they're really good. What about the uh, sound of the music, though? What do you think about that? So I really like the sound. I mean, it's a little cartoony as well, but I think that that plays really well in the game. I thought oh, there was a good variety. I'm, I was a big fan of the sound of the music. Yeah. I think uh, I think I'm in agreement with you. Uh, it um, it just fits the game perfectly. That's kind of the thing, right? It's not something you're going to go right. bumping down the road to in any given day, but it just matches the aesthetics of this game perfectly. So yeah, I think it works. Right. All right. Yeah, it's no umbop, but you you know. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Not everything can be umbop. Speaking of, I haven't heard that song in forever. <laughs> I don't. I don't even. Know I, you know, know I only. Made, it made me think about it because I saw that they're like touring, oh. and in fact, I'm kind of interesting. What's interesting? That Hanson's going to be at the Ryman. Oh. Okay. Imagine, yeah. Oh, you're going to the Ryman. What do you, what do you got to say? Hanson. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know there's probably a lot of people out there that are like, dude, Hanson, man, they got, once they got a little older, dude, their they're, they're style changed. They got so, they're really good. They're, I don't know, they're metal or something. I don't know. I don't know what they could be now. But uh, there's probably, yeah. I mean, they've been playing long enough. There's The Mbop song was super annoying and very poppy. But it was not like an sync style poppy. It was, you know, real instruments and it was a band. Mm-hmm. So I imagine that they've probably right. at least come out with something at this point that was decent and yeah. not not just sugar-coated pop stuff. So or they probably, really leaned into the pop stuff. Maybe. I mean, it could be. I mean, it really is oom-bop. That much crazier than like a Beatles song or something. I mean, that's probably blasphemous to say because no, all the Beatles really songs are, are way better. But it's just this, it's this kind of similar style, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, if you're you're making a song about I want to hold your hand, or, you know, I mean, it's not much different. Yeah. Anyways, all right. How do we get off on that tangent? <laughs> tangent alert. <laughs> A little little Hanson, huh? Yeah, a little Hanson tangent. Yikes. Uh, All right. I had had a question for you, but I don't forgot what it was. Like an unrelated question to the question I'm about to ask ask you now, which is... Okay. Is this game worth it? How much does it go for? So, loose price on pricecharting.com, $175. Wowza. Ooh. Yeah. So I think this goes back to the reality, like these late game games late in the NES cycle, probably more rare because there probably wasn't a whole lot of them made. Um, I think that's probably the example here. Yeah. Wow. Even in 2007, it was going for like $30. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's just hard to say that right i mean it uh, had yeah. to be something unless, crazy good so. unless you're a, unless you're a collector it's just i don't yeah 
I'm, I'm with you. It'd be hard to justify that for yeah. any game. But if you're yeah. a collector and you're looking and you're trying to fill out your collection and you're looking for games that are actually pretty good and yeah, and pricey and not just expensive, but only because they're rare, uh, this one's pretty good. This one's good. I like this game a lot. This one's actually good. Yeah, I agree. So, I would say um, it's worth it to somebody. Somebody bought it. <laughs> it. It would be worth it if thirty. I'd, I'd pay thirty for it. I'd probably pay thirty. Thirty I'd bucks. Pay twenty-five, thirty bucks for this game. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, it's. Yep, yeah, I agree with that. It's not. Uh, it's hard, you know, because we're talking about. You got to push a lot of games off the list for that, but. Uh, this game's good. I, I really enjoy playing it. So this is probably the best game we've played yeah. in, a, in a while that I can remember. That, I, yeah. that I've actually just sat down and wanted to continue playing. Um, I agree. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Lolo was fun. Don't get me wrong. But uh, different style. Okay. Well, I guess we could do, if we have any, we could do some retrofitted trophies. You know what this game needs? Some retrofitted trophies. All right. Do you have any? I do. Okay. All right. Sweet. Hit uh, me with one. So they're, so they're kind of themed to the levels, um, beating the levels. So the level. Beating the downtown or the subway level, that is, take a bite out of crime. And that is because a lot of the dogs in that uh, in that level, I felt, looked like uh, McGruff, the crime-fighting dog. He does kind of look like McGruff. Uh, Scruff, McGruff, Chicago, Illinois. Yeah. 6065. <laughs> yep. I really just wanted to hear you to sing that song. That's why yeah. I did it. Well, you're welcome. All right. Uh, I've got one. It is uh, it's called True Cat. And to get True Cat, you have to beat the game uh, in under nine lives. Okay. Um, mine is, my next one is going to be Tales is That You, and that is beating the Sky Aces level. Okay. Because the the plane looks like tails driving driving right, you. Right. Uh, I don't have any more actually. I might be able to come up with one or two, but uh, I I'm very slacking on this one. My next one is that uh, pretty pretty panda, and that <laughs> is beat the uh, playland level. Remember that uh, awesome uh, commercial back in the day? Oh, I love that commercial so much. What was it a commercial for? Snickers. <laughs> it was Snickers, yeah. It's like if you're on like a pretty pretty panda. <laughs> oh man. Um, my last uh one next one is uh, John Wayne would be the Western Adventure level. Oh, I like that. Hey, speaking of the would be impressed. I guess we're going to have to retire uh, one of our would-be impressed. Why? 
I don't know. I feel like I feel like we shouldn't speak the the Putin name anymore. Oh yeah. Well, that I mean, wasn't really Putin. We never wasn't Putin. Oh, uh, rejoiced. He rejoiced. Putin rejoices, and it was always when something bad. Happened. I think we could still use it. Okay, we just got to be careful about how we use it. Yeah. Right. And Putin right. rejoices. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, then Putin rejoices. The trophy is uh, making it to the last level and never beating it. Just trying over and over and over again. And there you go. You, you just keep trying. You just keep trying to beat that level. You treat and you keep trying to take Kiev or Kiev, and you just never get it. Yeah. You know? Putin rejoices. There you go. Uh, my last one. Got to play the hits sometimes. Tom Arnold would be impressed, and that is beat the game. Nice. He would be impressed. Yeah, he would. Okay. All right, cool, cool. Uh, did we have any? I didn't check. The, have you checked the Facebook? I'll check it. Oh, I think we did have somebody. Oh, Cleva. Cleva's got, Cleva's got one, and it's good. It says the trophy is Bad Kitty. And to get Bad Kitty, you play the game in demo. Oh, yeah. And I like, I like his uh, I like his demo machine. Actually, I'm kind of. Yeah, that's of, pretty sweet looking, huh? I'm impressed with that. I I'll tell you what I'm not impressed with. Speaking of clever, we put up that uh, limited edition Xbox controller, Sonic and Knuckles, that's just like furry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I threw up a little bit in my mouth on that one. <laughs> For sure. I got, I got my mouth yeah, got a little watery bad. looking at those, and not in a good way. Yeah. Hey, speaking of uh, mouth getting watery and vomiting and all that, all that good stuff. Uh, Tangent alert. My uh, my kid. Been the chilies lately? <laughs> no. Oh, <clears throat> Tyler. Oh, Tyler. <laughs> no, I've not been to chilies in a long time. Uh, but no, I was just gonna say, uh, I'm sure you're, you've experienced similar things. Having uh, had several children, but uh, Scott has started doing this thing where I don't know if it's I don't know if it's a belch or um, or hiccups or what, but he'll cover his mouth. And the first couple of times it really freaked us out because we thought he was about to throw up everywhere. But he'll cover his mouth and he'll say, uh-huh. he'll go, "Oh, falling out," <laughs> and we're like, "What's falling out? What's falling out?" <laughs> And sometimes he'll, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> and sometimes he'll say, sometimes he'll say hiccups falling out. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's just hiccups. Yeah, that's okay. Fine. Uh, but sometimes he, like, he won't ever tell us what's falling out. He'll just cover his mouth and he'll get this look on his face. He'll go, he'll, it's falling out. It. It's falling out. <laughs> and we're thinking, oh boy, <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> what's falling out? What's falling out? <laughs> what's falling out, Scott? Uh, but no, and it's, it started because uh, when he has to go to the bathroom, do number two, that's how he tells us. He says, poop boo's falling out. Uh, okay. <laughs> and he run to the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, and so we're like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. You can tell us poop boo's falling out when we go to the bathroom. But then he started saying something else is falling out and covering his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't been able to figure it out. Yeah. I think it's just right. hiccups. I think it's that's when he belches, belches or hiccups, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Kids, kids, kids say the darndest things. That's why I had a TV show awesome. about it. It's awesome. All right. Do we, we have any feedback? We probably can't talk about that uh, anymore, though, that, that show. Which show? 
Kids say darnest things. Kids say, yeah. yeah. But didn't didn't Cosby? Wasn't that a Cosby show? Oh, I don't know. There, I might, I thought it was uh, Steve Harvey. I may be having a Mandela. Thing well, he did around. the new one. Oh, okay. he did the new one, but I think the old one was Cosby. Mm, I don't know. I can separate the the man from the from the art in this case because that that was a good little show. Yeah, it was a Cosby thing. It was a Cosby show. Nah. It's IMDb rating is three point three out of ten. Do you think that's a recent development? That's got to be. That's got to be a Cosby thing, just because people are so anti-Cosby yeah. now, and understandably so. But you know, <laughs> nobody's saying they appreciate what Cosby. <laughs> yeah, I'm not condoning yeah. anything Cosby did. I'm just saying right. that. Uh, yeah. Well, haven't I talked about this on the podcast before? The the Cosby Michael Jackson conundrum. Mm, I don't know. I'm sure we've talked about something similar before. But what is, what is your connection? Both, both, uh, both, you know, accused of heinous crimes, and uh, Cosby not on Cosby Show, not on television anymore. Michael Jackson still on the radio, though. Mm, it's true. I don't know. I wonder if it's um, it's a case of having to see his face or something. I don't know. Yeah, if you had to look at Michael Jackson's face, you probably wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. That's unrelated to. It's unrelated. To, <laughs> unrelated to anything he's done, know? but you probably wouldn't want to listen to. <laughs> right. <you>. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I do want. I wonder if it's like because cause the Cosby Show. Uh, man, I don't know. It's interesting. You have to wonder, based on what they did, maybe people can separate Michael Jackson because he's just singing about stuff and dancing like a crazy person. But his music videos, are, are some of them are kind of creepy looking back now that you think about what he potentially did, right? So, Right, yeah. Right. I don't know. I, I, me, personally, I don't have any trouble either way. Um, separating the the art from the artist or whatever, but it kind of does kind of bother me that um, money can still go to these people, right? Or their estate. Yeah. yeah. Because because yeah. I listen to it, but in the case of uh, Michael Jackson, I mean, my listens amount. I don't listen to Michael Jackson very often, if at all, anymore. So uh, very rare. My listens amount to. Like two pennies for him, maybe. Yeah. He's dead anyways, so. Right? He did. Yeah, he did. Right. Yeah, it was like 10 years ago now. Yeah. So, time flies. Hey, speaking of time, it's time to end this pocket. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, th- there's a, I heard another <laughs> crazy, crazy uh, conspiracy. Not really conspiracy, but have you heard the latest theory it may not even be latest, actually. It's latest to me about the the we're all dead theory or whatever. Like everybody's no. already de- every, everybody in the world is already dead. This is this is a wild. It, it's almost it's oh, unbelievable. It's, it's unbelievable. Okay, but it's it's fun to think about. It's one of those thought experiments of sorts. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a what's the 
simulation theory. Was that the Elon Musk thinks we're all inside a computer or something? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyways, so the theory, the, the the we're all dead theory goes something along the lines of. And there's a couple caveats. One is uh, you have to believe that your life flashes before your eyes when you die, which there's some studies sh- that show that potentially maybe it does, but nobody really knows, right? There's no way to know yeah. if life truly flashes before your eyes before you die, or like as soon as right. you die. Uh, and two is that the brain is active for seven minutes after the heart stops, which I think they've shown that it kind of does a few things, right? Kind of, mm-hmm. there's a few neurons firing, but do they really do anything? No, probably not. Yeah. But anyways, so those are the two caveats. But it's what it's saying is when your life flashes before your eyes in those seven minutes, it's during those seven minutes. And since Einstein says that uh, time is relative, that those seven minutes can feel like a lifetime. So everybody is like dead and in their seven minutes. And we're all in like a collective subconscious. And like we all died in like an instant. And so that everybody died all at the same time. Like there was like a asteroid or something <laughs> that, that hit the planet and just killed everybody all at the same time. Uh, and we're all living our life over again in this moment. Yeah. During their, during our little seven minutes. Yeah. It's pretty wild. I don't believe it, but I think yeah, it's pretty I think, wild. Yeah. I still think it's a pretty, pretty wild theory that somebody thought of. The funniest thing to me now, we're, we don't ever really get religious on this podcast and I don't, I don't care to now, but uh, I think it's funny how just in life in general, that there is no, like all these theories and all this science that we do, and we keep learning more and more about the earth and more about the universe and all this stuff. And nothing we do can either prove or disprove the existence of a God. That just seems wild to me. Like right. you can't, you, you can't go either way. Like how's that? Uh, right. That, that is the crazy like mind theory, right? How is it that you can't go either way? Like to definitively prove or disprove yeah. that. Right. That to me is pretty wild. But anyways. Well, here's something funny to get you off the, that deep subject. Uh, Dean Norris actor was in um, Breaking Bad. He put up on Twitter, he said, really wish Joe Rogan was the comic who told the joke about Will's wife last night. <laughs> we'd all be talking about we'd all be talking about Coda winning Best Picture or waiting on updates from the ICU. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man. Uh, so funny. anyway. Oh, where were feedback, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, for Facebook feedback. Please, as I yawn. <laughs> Jesse Clever uh, said, uh, my only thought is that it's about time. About time that we Gabe talked about Bangor rocking cats said, or, or about time that we came back and did a podcast, period? Probably both. Yeah. Uh, Gabe Van Gilder said, never heard of it. Looks like a decent game. Chris Vanderhoff, sploosh, plop, plop, sploosh. Okay. <laughs> he likes uh, to play this game. He likes to play this game while using the bathroom. Okay. I guess so. Uh-huh. Otto uh, Gregerson said it's a great game. 
some may even say it's a gym. How dare you auto want to get read on this podcast? Do something like that. And Brandon Fish says, just watch the long play on YouTube. It looks incredibly fine, and I've never heard of it. But dang, it's an expensive cartridge. Yep. It is true. That's why uh, there's a lot of demos going around for this one. Yeah. All right. Okay. I've got a couple of voicemails. If you got time. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, all right. I've got three of them and I have not screened any of them. So I have no idea what they are. Always, always the best way to approach. I love it. I hope it's, yes. I hope it's like a, like, you know, some kind of scam. Hold up two things. Wait a minute. I've made a big mistake. Big, big mistake. Ah! First of all, <laughs> first of all, I didn't play. I didn't play this. It's time for D-Patter feedback, because when you're a D-Patter, you're a D-Patter for life. Right. And we're doing so Thank we're you. doing feedback. But before we continue feedback, we forgot one of the enti- freaking segments on this show. No game is worthy game until rating. the dudes have spoken. It's time for the game rating. Yeah. Hello. So, uh, how do you want to rate this one? How about type of tie? Like type a tie, tie that you wear. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, sure. I'll uh, I'll go first. Uh, I'll go and go with a bolo tie. Uh, oh, because, bolo tie. Huh? Yes, sir. Because you don't see them that often. You know, it's pretty rare. Uh, but boy, they're fancy. It's kind of like this game. It's kind of rare, but man, it's pretty good. There's uh, uh, speaking of Joe Rogan and Bolo Tie. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the comedian Tim Dillon, but he's, you know, his comedy is not is about the farthest from family friendly. So uh, if, if that's what you're at, looking for, don't don't look him up. But he was talking about the Joe Rogan podcast with the Robert Malone guy that kind of got controversial and uh, he said he's I guess I guess on the podcast Robert Malone was wearing a bolo tie and (laughs) said nothing instills confidence in your doctor like a bolo tie (laughs) (laughs) what's the guy's name Uh, Tim Dillon no what's the, the guy that was wearing the bolo tie Robert Malone. Okay, I'm looking at. He's the, it was the it was the episode. I guess he's kind of like a. He had something to do with you know, like the early research on mRNA vaccines, and he's uh, kind of an anti-COVID vax guy, I guess. Gotcha. Well, but uh, that was the, what... that was like the the episode that got you know Joe Rogan and such. Oh, okay. uh, hot water right. there for a little while. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what comes up. Apparently, he was wearing a bolo tie. When you search Robert Malone bolo tie, I'll tell you what comes up. Post Malone in a really fancy checkerboard suit in a bolo tie. Ooh. Yeah. Post My favorite Malone. thing about Post Malone is Tyler Childers wearing a shirt of Post Malone wearing a Tyler Childers shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> did you see the uh, did you see the uh, the tweet that Post Malone uh 
it was like a tweet the other day. It was pretty funny. I, sh- I, sh- I meant to send it to you. And this is a really good pod, by the way. Um, but there was a tweet where he, there was a picture of this guy with uh, Shia LaBeouf. And he tweeted out a picture of him and Shia LaBeouf and said, really great meeting Post Malone today. <laughs> and Post Malone retweeted it and said, wait, that's a, never mind. Nice meeting you too. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Because I guess they look kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. You didn't laugh, so I guess it wasn't that funny. But. I didn't laugh. I just laughed. Oh, okay. All right. It must have must been cut out. Yep. All right. Anyways. Um, I'm gonna, is, have you been laughing at my cat jokes this whole time, too, then? I just haven't heard it? Or? I have. Okay. I have. Um, now, I will rate it as a bow tie. Because fancy, uh, he you know it's it's fancy, but it's also kind of cartoonish. You know the bow the the, the, the bow tie is kind of a cartoonish thing. So you know this is a cartoonish game, but it's also a kind of a classic. Yeah, that's true. I like the tie that uh, he wears in this game. It's like one of those oversized ones. It's like really big. Yeah, I like it. Okay. Well, um, Alrighty. oh yeah, I got, uh, back to feedback. I got voicemails. Ready? Yep. Dudes, what is up? It is Jay-Z NES back again, talking to you guys. I see you're playing some rocking cats. That's awesome. That's pretty rocking. Uh, I love that game. Uh, one of the like better, I think it's kind of underrated, you know, good, good Atlas game. Um, nobody really talks about it. I love the, the the mechanic of the glove and, you know, like spinning around and you can jump and stuff. It's pretty cool. And it's about rocking cats. Like, I mean, how do you get much better than that, right? I love cats, you know, and I love when they're rocking. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, you know, this is like definitely one of Atlas's like earlier, like good games um, before they really hit it big with like Persona and stuff. But yeah. Uh, so, Rock and Cats, you know, pretty good uh, game there for the NES. So, until next time, this has Jay-Z NES. So, keep it classic, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Jay-Z, out. All right. Thanks, Jay-Z. Can always count on yeah. Jay-Z. Yeah. With the, with the quality. Absolutely. With the quality voicemail. All right. Let's see what else we got. Hey, been the fan since episode one. Uh, if you haven't done an episode on Miami Commando, which I don't remember if you did or not, I'd appreciate like that, which is by far the best game. And I also thought Codename Viper was this Vice Doom game. So I agree with you on that. All right. All right. I love you guys. I'm not alone. Love you too. Uh, yeah. 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 I'm glad I'm not alone on that because I've, I felt uh, a little a little awkward on this on the show when nobody else, everybody else thought I was an idiot, but uh, good, <laughs> I'm not alone. And uh, fans since episode one, wow, that's dedication because those were some doozies back in the early days. Yeah. Although some people yeah. would say they're, they're doozy, they're still still a little doozy, as in they're the classics. Yeah, yeah, uh, well, that's true. You know. The, I was talking to somebody the other day. I said, we're coming back. Uh, it's been a long time. The podcast has been um, 
laying laying a bit dormant for the last little bit. Uh, and he told they me, said, "Oh, you're still doing that." Yeah, and I, he said, "Hey, you know, a delayed episode of Two Dudes in an S might be bad, but a rushed episode of Two Dudes in an S also bad." I don't listen to your show. You guys suck. <laughs> that's uh, that's what he said, and uh, that was Miyamoto said that. So, I thought, oh yeah, okay, yeah, that was yeah. about right. So, something like that. Some something like that. He said we were going to give you a cease and desist letter, and then everybody listened anyway. So forget it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. Oh, one more. We've been trying to reach you about your car's warranty. We recently sent you something in the mail about your extended warranty expiring. Since we didn't get a response from you, we're just reaching out to you one last time before we close your file, and your extended warranty is canceled. Would you like to speak to a specialist? Oh, close the file. Yeah, I don't know. This this voicemail is a bit old. I bet they closed it. We know what, Justin. I hate to break it to you. This podcast no longer has car insurance. Oh, no. Our, our car, our warranty on warranty. Our, our car, our podcasting cars has expired. Oh, well. All right. It's good. It's good to know that our, our podcast uh, gets junk, junk mail too. I do do. I love S- it. Spam calls. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, you want one or two more cat jokes or you want to just call it a night? I've got a couple more. Here they are. What's here? Okay. Let's All right. Thank it. you. Thank you. I was, af- I was afraid. Um, my, uh, so my cat, uh, he wanted a computer, uh, and I said, mm-hmm. okay, sure, we'll get you a laptop or something. And he said, no, I don't want a laptop. I said, why? What's wrong with a laptop? No mouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that. So we, um, yeah. yeah, so we, we decided that we would get, we would get him a desktop. And so, uh, we went and, uh, we looked through the catalog <laughs> All right. All right, that's it. I'm, I'll stop. Well, here. you can find us and all of our feedback on social media with Facebook, on the Bit Brothers uh, retro gaming community. Join the community there at, and get updates from its podcast news. Yep, that's the best place to go. Shout out to the Wee Dude for the music, uh, Nico's 8-Bit Stereo on YouTube. Uh, shout out to the Fox Dude for the logo. And, um, yeah, leave us a review on iTunes. Now that now that we think we're back. Yeah. We, we say we're back, and I really do feel like we're back this time because I've got most of my burdens behind me for now. Um, yeah. And I think you probably do too. We're kind of, we we're, we're in a good place where we're just kind of, normal working mm-hmm. folk and not trying to yep. do school and weird things like that. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I think we're going to be back. So leave it, go ahead and you can go leave us a review now. Uh, now that you, 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 you don't have bad feelings towards us, right guys. Uh, <laughs> the two or three of you that may still be listening, holding out and yeah, give us a call too. Yep. 775-773-8761. Or seven seven five seven retro one. It's the same number if you know how to use alphanumerics on your little touchpad. 
And uh, yeah, leave us a voicemail and you can maybe let us know about our car warranty or whatever. I don't care. Talk about the game if you'd like. Yeah. All right. Um, Sounds good. All right. Closing it out. Promise. Bye, everybody. Bye.